Hello, and welcome to Deep Dive. I'm Jackson Russo. And I'm Adam Selby. Um, I'm not Jack Sick Russo, so don't worry about that. Um, this no, week... Totally fine. <laughs> this week, where I just put myself through uh, some nice effects in here. I'm going to put some reverb on you. Nah, sure. I have an NPR voice, apparently. So. And by that, I mean you already have reverb on you. Um, so uh, this week, we're listening to uh, At The Drive-In. If you don't know who At The Drive-In is, they're an American rock band. They're from El Paso, Texas. Uh, they formed in 1994, and their original run went to 2001. Then they got back together for a year in 2011 to 2012. Then they got back together more recently, 2015, released a new album, and then played. And just last year in 2018, they said, uh, we're done for a while, which kind of leaves it up to open open to interpretation, especially with their past. But uh, they are uh, currently no longer a band. Yeah. I mean, they're all in a lot of different bands. Yes, so. which I was going to get into. Um, like, if you look at the list of associated bands. Yeah. They, it's pretty so, long. I guess let's... I'm just going to mention the final lineup, which is, I believe, all the same people except for one person. Um, so the two notable people that everyone knows is Cedric... Bixler Zavala and Omar Rodriguez Lopez. They're both from At the Drive In and Mars Volta. And then Bosnian Rainbows was Omar. And then uh, Cedric and Omar also got back together and made a band called Anti Mask recently. Uh, they're just kind of like. Um, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard Cedric being um, said to as the uh, post hardcore's answer to Robert Plant. Which I think is a good explanation. I like for that him. actually. I've yeah. Heard that. Um, and Omar Rodriguez Lopez was no is known for like frantic guitar. It's very it's it's not straightforward guitar, which is pretty cool. Um, then they had Paul Hinojosos uh, on guitar on bass guitar. Uh, then Tony Hajar, and then the person that is was not in the final lineup but was a pretty big part of the band was uh jim ward who uh he they he's in the band sparta he has a solo album if you just look at their associate acts i'm not going to go through all of them but the big associate acts are the people i just mentioned with omar and cedric and then sparta yeah i was gonna say mars volta is probably the most visible one that everybody knows that's the biggest one and then when this uh, and i'll mention this later but when this band broke up uh the people who weren't in the Mars Volta created Sparta, which is yeah. just like this band without the two who created Mars Volta. So we're just going through their uh, four studio albums. I know they have a couple EPs and whatnot, but we're just going to go through their four studio albums, the three pre-break and then the one post yep. or reunion album. So the first album is uh, Acrobatic Tenement. I, 1996. I So here, this is an interesting record. Um when I I watched some videos before I listened to any of their music, and a yeah, lot I guess of, we might want to mention neither of us have listened to them yeah, before this. this. I I knew one song and it was One Arm Scissor. Uh, other than that, I I had never heard of anything, so I didn't know what to expect really. Uh, other than you know ho- knowing who Omar and Cedric are, um, but I I heard a lot of people explain each of these albums in a certain way, and I'll mention how they're explained in the to me as we go amongst them. But uh, this first one, a lot of people mentioned it as kind of a, it's not a bad album, but it's very much a band that 
doesn't know quite what they are yet. Um, so when I heard that, I expected, okay, I'm not going to like this, but it's it, all their albums are like 30 minutes long. Yeah, this first album was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Yeah. Because I, I figured this was going to be like, I mean, Mars Volta has some long albums. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I figured, thought, it, yeah, thought it was going to be more like that where... I don't know, maybe the first album is an hour and 20 minutes and they like got shorter as they went, but yeah, well, the, this so, is the shortest one, right? So what they're, I, I believe it is, what they're uh, most known for is post-hardcore and that is the uh, genre yeah. they're mainly given. But on top of that, I would say this album is more punk rock than it is hardcore. Um, they also get art punk, emo, and alternative rock. But I would say this album is very punk rock. Yeah. Um, with but not aggressive punk rock. It, it's kind of like the Ramones, where it has catchy, um, catchy choruses and whatnot. Uh, I I didn't expect to like this album. Yeah, I didn't either, and I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah, I really like this album. The there's, first song there's something kind of weird about it. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I think the um, I think it's just kind of it's not great quality. Like, yeah. and not the songwriting. The uh. Recording. Just the recording, and well, and on top of that, um, the the gu- guitarist Jim Ward um, doesn't have any distortion on his guitar, and yeah. that's really weird. But it actually works pretty well. Yeah, I saw that he said that he recorded his guitar thinking that was yeah, not. Yeah, thought it be was the, just like a demo. Yeah, he yeah. didn't think that'd be the final cut, and they used that. Yeah. So, and then this cost them apparently six hundred dollars to make, and it's an eleven-song album, thirty-two minutes long. Uh, first song is just super catchy, and like. You know, I it's like when I listen to Radiohead's first album, I just don't like it. There's maybe a song or two I like, but with this album, I was like, you know, this is different from what they become. But yeah, it's still a good album, though. It's not bad at all. Yeah. I liked it, uh, and then also, so um, I liked it more as the album went on too. Uh, yeah, which is a good sign for their first album. So Omar, the guitarist of the band, guitarist of Mars Volta and whatnot. Uh, He's known as a guitarist. He always has been. That's his thing. He's not known as a singer, not known as anything else. On this album, he plays bass. So I think that uh, contributes to a big part of why it feels different. Because in the next two albums, and it, third album too, it you can feel you know, what Omar yeah. is doing. So yeah, I mean, like he's the bassist on this. And you know, there's nothing special about that bass. Like He's just playing bass. So yeah, I... Didn't expect it, but this was actually a really good album. Um, anything else you wanted to say about it? Yeah, just really good, and it's really short, and that somehow works. I don't really know why. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to hear more of it. It, it is nice for people so, who aren't like us, who don't really sit down and listen yeah, to and a listen whole, to album. whole album. You could listen to this whole album. I listened to maybe two of their albums on my way home one day. Yeah, like that was. It was really easy for me to listen to all these albums over and over again. There was no kind of feeling of like, oh, well, I can't do that. I don't have time. So that was nice. Which Yeah, I, like I will that. say that's in stark contrast to uh, Oasis. Oh, yeah. Where some of those albums are too long. Oh, yeah. And it was a thing where I didn't want to listen to it again. But yeah. the, these I listened to multiple times each. And and it's easy to listen to, like two of them at a time, because yeah. they're pretty short. Um, The first song. Uh, it, I don't know if you wrote down any songs in particular that you like. Uh, but not for this album. As no. I said, uh, that first song, Starlight, that's my favorite song on the album. The whole album's really good. Uh, that it, it, They seemed to really gravitate away from this. They didn't play it live pretty much after uh, you know, they moved on from it. So uh, 
the only song that really gets played in their like promo videos was that first song, Star Slight. It's only a minute and 18, so- 18 minutes long. Really 18 good. seconds. A minute and 18 seconds long, yes. Um, one thing to note uh, is if you've ever listened to uh, Mars Volta or any, but any of those bands with Cedric and Omar, the names for their songs are either in Spanish, which I don't speak Spanish, so it can be a bit difficult for me to pronounce or remember, or they just put these weird uh, songs, or weird names together that don't really necessarily have to do with the songs. Yeah, just kind of nonsense. And here's another thing. Yeah, I'll I'll mention that later in future albums. Actually, no, actually, I think it goes best here. Uh, It gets better throughout these albums, but Cedric's vocals... I can't understand jack shit from what he's saying. No, and I I didn't try to. I kind of figured I wasn't going to be able to understand it, and that's fine. So I, I'm totally cool with it. But it sounds like at times he's like da, 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 like stuff like that, and it's just like you wouldn't think that you would like that, but you do. And it it works somehow. If I can find a good clip, I'll put in a little clip. To I think that that should be the intro clip to just put everybody <laughs> off from it. Maybe, but uh, if not the intro clip, it'll be right around here. So, two years later, they released their second album, uh, second full length called In Casino Out. Uh, what do you think of this one? So, this one I really liked. Uh... One song on there that I mentioned uh, specifically or wrote down was uh, For Now We Toast. Uh, the intro to that song is really great. I don't know why I liked it. Um, but overall, I like this album. Uh, it slows down in the second half, which I didn't expect, but worked. Um, I, and yeah, I don't know. I really, it's, it's very different, but it comes from the same place as the first album. It's yeah. very clear where they're going and how they wind up. Yeah, this one's also, you know, it's more of an average length of an album. It's about yeah, it's 38, almost 30 min- 39 minutes. So that's a normal length. Yeah. So, But still not super long. Uh, I really, I liked every song on this album. I wasn't a big fan of uh, A Devil Among the Tailors. Uh, there was another song that I don't remember what it was that I just didn't like. And not because they were bad, but just because I was like, this is, it doesn't feel like it fits really well. Uh I know the big song from this album is Napoleon Solo. That was uh, one of the songs that they played a lot. Okay. Uh, into apparently that song's about uh, a friend dying or something like that. I think maybe it was somebody in the band. I'm not a hundred percent on that. A lot of their songs seem to have to do with that. They are unfortunately they have a tragic uh, history of people that they are friends with dying, but uh, it's a good song. Uh, that song showcases uh uh omar's playing really well that song that opening part and then into the song i'm like yeah that's omar that sounds exactly like him whereas up until that point you don't have that there's parts of this album that distinctly sound like they um are from mars volta even though mars volta is obviously later but yeah and approaching it from having listened to mars volta before obviously it's I, real clear where they come from. So uh, in this album, individually, I think it's a nice split. I don't know if it's half and half, but it's a nice split of what they were in the first album, yeah, and what they're gonna be in this uh, the third album, which is their biggest album. But um, that being said, you know Napoleon Solo is more of their uh, 
you know future stuff which i that's my favorite one on this record that's like their future stuff um but uh hula hoop wounds that that sounds like their uh first album i really like that one i heard that one night at harvest house here in denton Hmm. and i realized that when listening to this i was like oh shit i pulled out my soundhound app and i had uh I, I think you're the only person who still uses that. It works. It it helps me. Everybody moved on to Shazam. Uh, what's the fucking difference, though? I don't, Apple bought one of them. I don't know. Neat. Yeah. That's so, the only difference I can think of. Uh, I did see that um, Cedric said that uh, on this album, you know, they, they were all pretty proud of it. They recorded it live, uh, that there were little to no overdubs in it. So it was all what they sounded like live. Yeah. And, and reading about the production of it, it sounds like that's what they were going for was to capture their live experience yeah and rather than like just a studio recording like that first one which yeah and you know cedric sounded different cedric said that cedric the singer he said that you know it was both good and bad because uh they they felt a little rushed to finish this album so he said in his eyes they got about 30 percent of the ideas that they wanted on the record actually there but he also said on the flip side of that, yeah, they only got 30% of it, but also they got things like, you know, they got out a record that sounds like them. They didn't think yeah. too much about it. They recorded what they thought felt good in the moment. They didn't sit there and overanalyze, which he said, you know, he's proud of and it shows in it. I mean, so. I think that makes it a good album. I mean, yeah, you, you don't want something that's not, uh, or that's overproduced and, yeah, I mean, and yeah, I don't think there's really uh, anything where uh, I would say anything else I'd say about this record. As I said, it's a nice, you know, that first album's punk rock. Yeah, it's uh, a good transition to the third album. This one's punk rock, and it has some post-hardcore. So then, two years later, 2000, they released their big album, Relationship of Command. And if you don't know their music, if you don't know their records... I guarantee you, if you see this album cover, you have seen that album cover. Yeah, I realized that after we started listening to everything. I realized this is one of those bands that like all the skaters listen to when I was into yeah. skating. Like, it's just one of those bands, and uh, you know, you would see this kind of uh, artwork on, um, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater or something like that. I don't know if that's accurate, but on stuff like that, you would see it, you know, playing at, you know fast forward or what is now zoomy it's that kind of stuff um skate shops and whatnot or yeah i realized too like kind of along those same lines i've definitely heard some of these songs yeah from this album um before but i didn't know who they were so i didn't know any of the songs except for one arm scissored i kind of expected to know a little bit more but before we get into songs about this um did you listen to the uh original release or the japanese release the uh original okay same here yeah there's uh two releases um they added two songs right yeah the 2004 re-release was i believe in japan and it was uh 53 almost 54 minutes the original release is 45 minutes but so i listened to the original release as was you know no remaster nothing like that um and man i'm pretty shocked with this album it like it is post-hardcore which you know, if you don't know post-hardcore bands, you know, that's, it can be on both ends. It, like some people call like My Chemical Romance, uh, post-hardcore, AFI, The Used, Hawthorne Heights, Census Fails, all these bands that, you know, not everyone's super into. 
anymore and like people kind of say like oh that's emo and stuff like that but then you also get bands who have that post hardcore uh moniker such as black flag and then nowadays uh title fight so it's kind of like emo music where it's all across the board but this is i think most people say is the best post-hardcore album of all time i think that makes sense and i listened to it with that in mind so i already knew this beforehand which you know i wish i hadn't but i had that in mind so i had my hopes up and you know i kind of was hesitant and whatnot i thought it was badass i this is a really good album i i don't know i can say this about most of the stuff we listen to on this show but I'm going to buy this album. I'm going to listen to it. Like, Yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to it again, which I can't say for some of the previous bands. Yeah, uh, this um, this album and the album before, Yeah, I definitely plan on getting. Maybe the first album. I think this album out of their four of them is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty easily. Oh, and also... And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it's, it's much more... It, it's just very much like this is what they were trying to do for those last two albums and you can tell this is that what they finally did it yeah and, and that it's really good so. man cedric and omar come in on this hot and the reason i know it's cedric and omar is because of their future projects <clears throat> no you can definitely link it if yeah. you listen to sparta which is uh whenever this band breaks up after this album in 2001 cedric and omar go their own way and the rest of the band uh of at the drive-in they keep going and they yeah, start a band just called- under a different name basically <clears throat> Yeah, they start uh, Sparta, um, and Sparta sounds like post-hardcore music, but it doesn't have that kind of like weird eccentric guitar work and weird eccentric vocals, like. Which is what I like out out of this, at least. Me too. It, it's like it's really different, and uh, you'll just have like guitar licks that come out of nowhere that you would think that sounds stupid, but it works so well, and it it's jarring in the right way. And then Cedric's lyrics, you can understand them on this record really well for the most part yeah much more than the lyrics on the first album but that being said just because you understand them does not mean you understand them like the fucking yeah you can hear what is being said but you don't necessarily follow yeah like i'll let you talk a little bit and i'm gonna pull up uh one arm scissor uh lyrics but which that was probably my favorite song on here it's i think that's their biggest album or biggest Uh, yeah i I found out after the fact it is that's their biggest song um so here's some of the lyrics i'm just gonna pick at random this from the beginning yes this is a campaign slithered entrails in the yep. cargo bay neutered is the vastness hollow vacuum check the oxygen takes it, it's just random there really is no feeling of like oh this is about this and well, that's fine yeah uh, no, it, i don't think it's a detraction from anything but it's interesting that you can actually understand what he's saying though like you can hear the song and hear those words whereas the first album i have no idea what is being said yeah but no matter what, you don't understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah, no, that's still fine. But it yeah. sounds good, you know. He, yeah. In one thing to, yeah, I mean, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't find a song on this list that I didn't like. Um, yeah, I didn't have anything that I think ro- I didn't enjoy. Rolodex Propaganda was probably a snoozer for me, but it wasn't a bad song. But from the get-go, it just it's like song after song is great. Uh, my favorite tracks on this are uh, Arsenal, which is the opening track, One Arm Scissor, obviously, Invalid Litter Depot. That, like, I was shocked by that song. I had never heard of that. 
That's a really good song. That's one of their other big songs, right? Yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. Um, and uh, Infilade, I think that's how you pronounce that. There's a really cool, like, yeah. It sounds kind of like a DJ, but I don't think it is. That's really, fuck, that's a good song. I, when, I, when it first starts, I was like, I don't know if I like this song. And then that hits, and I'm like, yeah, that's real good. Yeah. And it's one of those things in that song, he goes back to the kind of of the, and you don't know what he's saying, but it works so well. Yeah, it works. And I just want to point out that Iggy Pop is on this album. Oh, yeah. And I have no idea why, but it's fine. Apparently, he was uh, recording in the same... uh, In the same studio? No, no, no. That's not what happened. Uh, The guy who recorded this album was apparently, he was like known as the uh, godfather of um, new metal, I think, or post-hardcore. His name is Ross Robinson. Um, he worked with bands like Slipknot and whatnot. But uh, apparently he was working... Him and Iggy Pop were supposed to be working hmm. together. It didn't pan out, but they were uh, set to work with each other. And um, what uh, happened was is one of them in At The Drive-In said like, Oh, you think he would want to come you know, be on the record? So he... Is, he he's on two songs. Yeah, he's he does the opening... Uh, like monologue of a song which i found super weird but very much like that Cedric makes sense and Omar. yeah yeah and it makes sense in the album and then he sings on one song i god what song is that it, probably right here yeah yeah iggy pop guest vocals on rolodex propaganda which is the one no the no one, no he sings on that i think and then he, he sings on both of them at some point okay and then infilade yeah yeah it, what an interesting album it's so good uh but this album uh kind of trajected them like they they yeah but it was also their last yeah. album as this band before they uh came back and revisited it but so to kind of get away from the i think we both agree this is a great album uh yeah definitely it kind of came out of left field for me you know i'm not i know that i probably have this kind of um whatever people have this idea about me that you know uh, if it's popular i don't like it but you know it, that tends to be true. I'm not a huge fan of Dark Side of the Moon, stuff like that. The big, the yeah. huge albums. I'm yeah. not a huge fan of them. That being said, I do like some of them. But whenever I see this, that like it's the number one album on so many lists. It's like the 12th album of the decade from NME. You know, I, I see that. I'm like, okay, that's a lot of hype. I don't know if I'm going to like this. No, I think it, it holds up to that, though. It really does. It holds up. This is like an almost 20-year record. Yeah. 20-year-old record. And yeah, um, uh, one thing to say about it, uh, I believe it was, yeah, Omar Rodriguez, he said that this is the one album in his whole career he's ever recorded that he cannot listen to because he said that it sounds too clean. The mix is too clean. Hmm. And the reason he said that, he said the guy who mixed it, he's, you know, that's his job. He mixes big records. So they get played on the radio and he said, you lost a lot of the big picture and what they were trying to do. That being said, it worked. So yeah, I think that's fine though. I mean, I get that as the musician. I still love the right. album. That's totally cool. It is definitely their, like, at to this point the best mixed and like, you know, pretty picture. Yeah. So I get that, but he he, I could see him being that kind of guy. I don't think he's pretentious, but I think I, that could be a bit frustrating. I think he definitely is a little bit, and that's okay. But I think almost every musician. Yeah, you kind of have to be. You know, artist is, but uh, so. So yeah, that was their last album before. Yeah, so uh, before we get into their uh, very last album after the hiatus, so yeah. they broke up in 2001. 
And what happened here is, you know, this is a band, this is a high school band. They started in high school and they, um, they, you know, drugs and alcohol, extensive touring. They were a band from, you know, 94, uh, to 2000 and were not famous at all. So that's like six years of hard touring, releasing two albums and EPs and whatnot. And really they, they said, you know, like, you know, they played shows like big day out after they got big where you're playing to thousands upon yeah. thousands of people. And they said, you know, we've had better shows where we played, uh, you know, played to like 20 people in a basement. Yeah. And they've said, or even two people in a basement. Yeah. And so they're, and on top of that, they're known for, uh, their raw emotion. That's what they're known for. Uh, if you're going to watch any of their live performances, that big day out performance is good. Uh, but also, uh, any of their late night shows. I think they were on Letterman and Conan okay. and they play one arm scissored both the time. We should put it in the show notes because it's very interesting when you listen to this. Cause there are parts where I'm like, this is not a good performance. It like no one's together, but if you watch them, they're all raw emotion and they're going nuts on stage. So mm. that's, um, that's what they were known for. So when you get out a band who's, you know, drugs and alcohol just, and they get big out of nowhere, after six years of nothing yeah that 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 can be a lot clashing personalities there was like five of them in a band uh, in the band so back to big day out they play big day out and they played a 15 minute set that's not normal for them they played a 15 minute set and you know obviously they're huge by now everyone they have all this hype behind them and they're fine with that but they're huge and they're playing and during their whole 15 minutes everyone in the crowd is moshing and Omar, no, no, Cedric says, stop moshing. The venue says, no moshing. We do not want you to mosh during our stuff. Uh, we don't want you to hurt anybody. No one listens. And then he finally ends the set and says, uh, it's sad that, you know, you guys can't express your emotions without, you know, just hitting people. And he starts calling them all sheep before sheeple was even a thing and that kind of stuff. And he starts banging at them and going like, bah. it's, <laughs> it's a, funny video to watch but then when you find out like you know the story behind it like after that they canceled the rest of their shows and they said that they were going on hiatus because they just needed they had been exhausted from touring and writing albums and then they then they broke up for the first time right when they got big yep and apparently they were pretty proud of that um so then they got back together in 2011. They talked shit about each other. Bands happened, whatnot. I won't go into too much detail, but that happened. Then 2011 to 2012. Well, they just got back to play some shows together, right? Yeah, exactly. They played a couple shows, uh, but for the most part, they didn't release any or they didn't release any albums. Yeah, like, it was literally, you know, I think that they, you know, just got back together and then. They from 2011, 2012, and then they went on their second hiatus or second breakup, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, we'll uh, call it a hiatus because they came back. Yeah, and then they came back in 2015 and were actually playing shows and working on new music. And that brings us to uh, their <clears throat> last album as to date of this recording, which was in 2017. And here's another fucking great example of like, I don't know how to pronounce this. It's Interalia. Yeah, fuck this album title. It has the dots. God, it's so dots it, in the middle that don't show up right everywhere. It's, it's really fucking like annoying. Them, yeah. So, it's like how people use backslashes in album titles, which they also did. Yeah, I don't like that either. But 
Yeah, so this album is like 41 minutes. All their albums are pretty consistent, you know, lengthwise. Yeah. Um, this is 100% a reunion album, which uh, are hit and miss. Uh, yeah, and I will start by saying this one is a miss for me. I agree. It's not a bad album, but it's nothing it's special. It's very forgettable. Yeah, uh, there is no song on here that really I was like, yeah, that's a good, I like this song. Yeah, the only one that stood out to me was the third track, uh, Tilting at the Univender. Oh, I liked Hostage I don't know why stamps. it stood out, but the, which one? Hostage Stamps. That was the last song. Oh, the last, yeah. It was their third, oh, yeah, yeah. It was their third uh, single, and I liked that. That was the only song that I liked. That being said, I couldn't tell you what it sounds like. Um, so, yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah. I know that I didn't listen to this album as many times as I did... Uh, the last one for example so Uh, yeah same thing with me it's not a bad album but yeah it just doesn't work as well as the other ones doesn't capture the sound they had before um and it doesn't do anything new either so and for the most part critics uh agree it has like a 70 from metacritic three stars two stars a b and a d so no that's pretty some of those are pretty bad yeah uh it's not the worst album but it it definitely uh saw anthony fantano i watched his review on this uh from the needle drop he said uh that this was very much a uh it felt like an anti-mask record which he was just like if that okay, was the case that makes sense. this was the after anti-mask released their first record first and only record so far and he said which is cedric and omar uh but uh he said if they were going to release an album that sounds like anti-mask why didn't they just do that yeah so yeah it's not the worst album, but it's I think it would have been hard to follow up their third album anyway. But it it's definitely harder when you waited so long, and they've done these other bands and they've all done other stuff. And like you said, a couple of them stayed and basically did the same band. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that didn't help with making um a unique like reunion album. So yeah. So nothing special about this album. Uh, there is one song. Uh. That, by the way, interesting fact, I don't know if you saw this, but Cedric uh, was a Scientologist, him and his wife. That's where he met his wife. Did you see that? Did not know that. Yeah, they're not I'm, Scientologists anymore. I was going to say, I'm disappointed that I thought he was smarter than that. But... Do you know why his wife is not a Scientologist anymore and neither is he? Uh, no, but I can kind of guess you're going somewhere that'll make sense. Danny Masterson okay, that makes was sense. one of the... Uh, she was one of the people that he raped that makes sense so that being said is there a song on this sorry album? to bring that up but track number six incurably innocent is about that and we know that because cedric posted on twitter saying danny masterson's did this and the church of scientology is covering it up along other uh right. cases where this happened and uh this song on the at the driving record is about the, the him and she's hmm. like okay shit <laughs> So yeah, just a, a factoid. That's, I wouldn't say it's interesting, but you know, yeah, just something that I read that beforehand and I went into it kind of waiting for that song to hear if it was like a scathing diss track, that kind of thing. It wasn't. I mean, you can kind of pick up, but all yeah, their I songs. Yeah, I guess if you know that, you can all their songs read it that angry, way, maybe. Though, so you know, yeah, it, they all feel that way. Um, so. That being said, this was released in 2017, and they just in 2018, November of 2018, announced their third breakup. And that being said... Uh, They're probably done now. I think they are. Uh, 
wouldn't be upset if they weren't but uh were or weren't i'm happy either way i don't need to see them live yeah. I, w- I would see them live now but i'm not upset that i didn't right um but i mean i think at this point seeing them live might be disappointing yeah i looked up some videos Just as, i mean it, it's not you know. terrible but uh omar does seem a bit bored i can't huh. i can't say that for him but he does uh on their second to last show cedric kind of said he said he starts getting all choked up and there's a video of this where he has this whole speech uh and he talks about um that uh he goes yeah we talked a bunch of shit about each other everyone you know this kind of stuff we were all kids and we all you know hated on each other when we broke up and whatnot but you know omar's mom died the rest of us had a f- uh, had families and they just kind of got back together they're like we love this music and we love each other so we wanted to come out and give you guys a couple more tours and hmm. that way you could see us that we don't hate each other so it does feel like you know that's a fitting end that's good then that they've at least like made up enough to oh, resolve it kind of yeah everyone except for jim ward uh participated in the third reunion or second reunion i guess uh but yeah so it that that that's at the drive-in yeah um, i enjoyed listening to them because uh, i've like i said i've never listened to their albums before and i, really I like mars a lot so since it's a high school band it is fun watching these musicians yeah. that i've respected for years grow into what they're gonna be oh it's really cool to see where they started yeah it's especially so that first album so. yeah um none of them are bad albums but you can definitely skip the fourth if you want as I said, it's not. I a think bad that's the album. case with a lot of reunion albums, but I can only name a few that uh, you know I'm, yeah. I really like reunion-wise. But um, yeah, it, it's a great album. Uh, it was fun watching those two become what they were. Um, Cedric is a super wordy guy. He puts these weird words together in weird sentences, and in interviews, he says like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a." high school dropout and they're like oh so you're not just sitting there reading dictionaries it goes no dude i'm just a dropout i just like the way these things sound and it's like that i respect that because it does sound cool and then you know and that does explain why the you know the lyrics are kind of random yeah it it is a really respectable career i'd say for this band and you know the first three albums are killer um i think we both probably agree on what album everyone should listen to if they're going to get into at the drive-in yep yeah definitely just go, the third one yeah go listen to relationship of command that uh yeah i i'm looking forward to purchasing that album that's that's a great album i was not expecting that yeah all right well i could talk all night about cedric and omar as i'm sure you've yeah uh notice but hopefully it's a good episode (laughs) so what are we listening to next time so the next band kind of in the same vein of a band who had a couple albums took a break a very long break in this case um i'm gonna say we listen to bauhaus nice the uh english post-punk gothic rock band um because they put out four albums in uh, the first five years they were banned and then took a break until uh, what year? After 25 years, they put out what they call an epilogue album. Wow. Kind of capping off their careers after they all went off and did something else. So I'm going to say we listened to those five albums, and uh, the single they're best known for that is not on any album, Bill Lugosi's Dead. Uh, I don't know how that didn't wind up on an album, but that's probably one of their so we'll bigger songs. Yeah, yeah, just, I mean, you, you might have already heard it before, but 
I'll probably regret saying this in case anybody ever, you know, gets on my ass about it, but I've known Bauhaus forever and I've never heard a single song. So I'm I've pretty, never listened to one of their albums except for the very first one. So I'm pretty excited to listen to this. This this good choice. See, we're getting in a swing here. And I like the uh, way it ties into yeah, that's good. This one with a nice long break and a last album that may or may not be good, but yeah, oh, uh, we'll get to find out. One thing before we, uh, I, I think we already touched on it, but uh, I, I said last episode when we chose at the drive-in that I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this very much, but I really want to see the beginnings of these two musicians yeah. I love. But I was completely wrong. That was great. I really enjoyed it. How about you? Yeah, same. I think especially the first like three albums leading up to before um the stuff they would go on to do with Mars Volta and all that it's really cool to see how they became the musicians that we already knew like from everything we listened to before so yeah well thanks for listening we're gonna listen to Bauhaus by the way just in case you don't know Bauhaus is spelled B-A-U-H-A-U-S uh we're gonna be listening to them uh five albums in a single um and then if you have anything you want to throw in a hat for us to choose from uh We'll, we're more than happy to have you can that. send us an email you can send us a message on uh, facebook or twitter or not twitter instagram are we still using the don't feed the artists yeah uh, uh don't feed the artists.com there's a feedback button at the top of the page yeah and we'll stick with that for or now Or at the bottom it's somewhere yeah we'll stick with that for now until if it ever becomes an issue where we need to separate then we'll we'll do that but we're we're happy with that right now yeah. so thanks for listening and uh next week Bauhaus. Don't forget to